This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane, presented by Brain Fuel. Big time episode. We're recording this right after Ohio State beat Notre Dame. We got Devere Posey on the show. Big interview. Awesome dude. Awesome guy. Gonna talk a little brawny, talk a little Ohio State basketball because of it. But before we get to all that, we gotta talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Brain Fuel. The Buckeyes are 2-0 and and Brain Fuel, sorry, the Buckeyes are 1-0, and getting ahead of myself, but Brain Fuel is undefeated. And it's what we're using at Drive the Lane to, to focus, boost our long-term productivity, and focus and overall health and all that. It's been a long day. We're getting tired. Time to grab a brain fuel. Of course, you're still enjoying your morning coffee, but when the grind gets real during football and basketball season, it's time to grab a brain fuel. And you can grab it at B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L.com or if you're in Chicago at your local 7-Eleven. Again, that's B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L.com. Joey, who are some of the athletes that are drinking brain fuel? Oh, you know, just Joey Lane, and then but there's also uh, <laughs> that Andrew Zolden. There's also uh, you know Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics and Spencer Dimwitty uh, of the Dallas Mavericks. Just a couple dudes that drink brain fuel and get buckets. Exactly, they drink brain fuel, they get buckets. It's that simple. B r e i n f u e l dot com. Order some of your some of your own, or visit a Seven Eleven if you are in Chicago. Joey, let's talk about the game. But before we get to that, let's talk about everyone that was at the game. We're, we're going to get to the game, I promise. You but, have the list? But I, let, me, let me find the list. But, you know, one of the guys that was definitely on the list is Bronny James. Give your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, I was at practice today. Um, it was a workout, technically, where it was um, – just the about an hour of, you know, shooting workouts, big man guards on different ends of the court. And then a little scrimmaging at the end where the uh, guys who are on their unofficial and official visits come and watch and their families are there and former players come when it's, you know, when there's like a home football game and stuff. So um, when we walked in, it was me, Kyle Young, Danny Hummer, Jimmy Sodas. When we, when us four walked in together, they basically said, all right, you guys are sitting over there on the other side of the court like go sit down and, and don't get up at, at all and we're like okay that's all right sure um sure enough 15 minutes later in strolls lebron and Bronny and um they and, and savannah and they they watched and lebron was clearly talking to him and pointing stuff out it's very cool um they were in and out very quickly they had a lot more to do um before we next thing you know they're on the field the football game like they were bouncing around going everywhere um, I heard there was more than just LeBron and Bronny there before I had gotten there. Apparently, um, Andre Iguodala was there with, with Evan Turner. D'Angelo Russell was in Columbus. Uh, Jason Tatum was at the game. Um, I, there was a rumor that Steph Curry was there. There was a rumor that Adele was there. There was a, a Rich Paul and, Maver- and Maverick Carter were there. Apparently, Adele was with Rich Paul, but maybe not. And so there's a lot of different rumors. It was very fun. The atmosphere in Columbus – for a game day is amazing always, but it was kind of up another notch, even though the weather was terrible. It was up another notch strictly because of the names that were there. 
I hope Andrews found the list of guys that were at the football game because it literally makes me laugh out loud. I have the list, but it is definitely not everyone. But this list is LeBron. Jason. Yeah, just say among others at the end. And then okay, okay. <laughs> LeBron James, Jason Tatum, Joe Burrow, Sam Hubbard, Andre Iguodala, Evan Turner, <laughs> Evan Turner, Ezekiel Elliott, Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, Braxton Miller, Cardell Jones, JT Barrett, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Chris Olave, Jeff Okuda, Justin Fields, Jerome Bettis, among others, were all of the game. And that doesn't include all the unconfirms and everyone from the 2002 team, Jim Trussell included, that they honored at halftime. So, like, every single person was there. There, was also, there was also 10 uncommitted five-star recruits. Yeah, that were hanging with LeBron pregame. For, and there was there – was, so, for Ohio State basketball, everybody from the 2023 class that's committed was there. Uh, a couple guys that were uncommitted were there, including Bronny. Um, it was just, it was really, really cool. Obviously the atmosphere is insane. It's a great game to win, uh, from a recruiting standpoint. And it's safe to say that, um, Ohio state might be hanging their hat on defense again, which is very, very fun. Uh, it's very fun. Great transition because we definitely need to talk about the game. The defense was incredible. They didn't end up covering it. Okay. So JSN gets hurt. Fleming's not playing. The game doesn't go as planned. They don't cover. So, yes, every single person was wrong about their prediction that was pro Ohio State. However, I also think I didn't say they'd cover, but whatever. It's not here nor there. However, everyone who said the defense is back, their prediction was was correct. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, right, like – Offense will be fine. That's Ryan Day's forte. We have the arguably the best quarterback in the country, arguably the best running back, arguably the best wide receiver, right? They didn't look like it today, but if that's an off game for C.J. Stroud, then we're in, well, then we're in a good place. It wasn't uh, even really an off game for C.J. Right. Stroud. He was unbelievable. It looked like he was like, okay, where where's JSN? Where's all my guys that are always open? And it's not – I mean, it was a buka in the first half, and it was and, – and, and we're acting like they were playing – like Arkansas Technical right. Institute of Technology, they're playing the fifth-ranked team in the country that that is as good of a defense as they'll face all year. Um, they, they the clear game plan, which it always it will be all year, is try and run the ball, slow the game down, and they and Notre Dame did that and did it well, and then until they didn't do it well. And I, I will say, like Ohio State was, <gasps> excuse me, was flying around. Um, they're, they're unbelievable. Mike Hall, that dude can play, came out of nowhere. I mean, he had three, he had three tackles last year and now he's the best, and he was the best player on defense tonight. Um, I would say the clear stars of the game were Mike Hall and Xavier. Wait, 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 before you say that new segment coming up with it right now. Okay. Okay. We we each are going to say two to three candidates for brain fuel player of the game. You go first. Um, all right. Can my two candidates for brain fuel player of the game are Mike Hall and Xavier Johnson. Okay. I love it. Xavier Johnson, also mine. I got another one though. Mayan Williams, brain fuel player of the game on the offense, maybe. And then Emeka Abuka. So me and you will decide. All right. Decision made. It's Mike Hall. Okay. Mike Hall. <laughs> I like it. Emeka yeah. was great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was awesome too. There's no doubt. I mean, I just think that, when the question marks were all about defense, Mike Hall stepped up and was the best player on the line, best player on defense all night. Like defense won the game 
for Ohio State. And um, I, I'm just so unbelievably impressed. I do think also it's hilarious because um, for those of you that don't know, and I don't know why you wouldn't, but Mike Hall, just the name Mike Hall is um, like a, a, a big presence on Big Ten Network. So like whenever people are tweeting about Mike Hall, I'm always like, what? Like the guy on BTN, Michael? And then it's like, no, it's the nose tackle for Ohio State now, which is yeah. going to be a very funny thing going forward all year long. Last thing I want to say about the game, because, you know, we're not football experts, and you can see from our Twitters also, like, we're going to tweet when big good plays happen. I like, was so tired today, Andrew, I couldn't even tweet during <laughs> the game. But, but this is what I'm going to say. I think from, like, a scout's point of view, this is We're not football guys, but here's our here's the no, scouts. Like, like everyone thinks, oh, CJ Stroud was unbelievable today, five touchdowns. Yeah, against Maryland. How about leading a 21-10 victory against Notre Dame when you're when your top two weapons that you've thrown the ball to 700 million times over the summer go down? Like that, that's a game where it's like, give me, and obviously these Ohio State receivers are unbelievable, but like give LeBron or Steph Curry four guys around him and they win the game. Like give CJ Stroud four receivers and two running backs and a really good offensive line and a really good defense and he wins the game. But you get what I'm saying? Like if all things are the same besides receivers and quarterback, I want Stroud as, as my quarterback and, and you can give me whatever receivers you want. Last thing I want to say before we get to the, to the Posey interview, I've definitely had a couple high noons throughout the game. So <laughs> I, need, I need to mix in a, a brain fuel. That's what, not a what, recommendation. What, by the what, way. What's funny is this is like the first time we've done this. This I've been up and getting after it for hours today. I am leaving to fly across the world tomorrow to go to London, England. And for that reason, I was like, you know what? Let's make it an early night. Make sure I can watch the second half from home. Um, and I'm on, I'm on the come down from Andrew. Andrew's, Andrew's is ready to go out right now. He's, he's in Denver. He, I got, I got a high noon right here. No, but it's 7:15 for Andrew. He's ready but, to roll. But this is what I want to say, okay? And I'll leave this judgment up to you. Did I go two and zero this week in my bets? Technically, no, but I'll give it to you. Okay, so for those of you who didn't see the bets, I said Purdue plus three and a half because Aiden O'Connell to Charlie Jones is going to be lethal. One half of that was true, and then half a point off. And then I said Arkansas minus six, that covered. Two and oh, two and two on the year. We're back. We're making money. It, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. We're back. We're making money. It's like, actually, you you lost money. So, yeah, but, but people are going to trust me after this week, I think is what. It's, right. it's all it's all about the rationale all anything the else way. anything else before we get to posey was it fun um, to be an ohio state alum today yeah yeah absolutely I, it's great to have football back in our lives uh walking around with kyle young all day today was hilarious everywhere we went it, it, it the same thing happened it was either one of two things actually 80 percent of the time it was kyle young oh my god dude like thank you for all you did like you were the best blah 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 and then they'd take a selfie and we'd keep walking. And then the other 20% would be like, we'd be just walking and be like, Kyle Young. And then they'd be like, oh, is that Joey Lane? And then we'd, and we'd already be gone. <laughs> but being on campus was a blast. Stopping by every tailgate, saying hello to people and doing it. It's just so much fun. There's no better. There's nothing better than when Ohio State, when the campus 
and Columbus multiplies from, you know, a million people to a billion people on a game day uh, on campus. Um, it was great to be around the basketball guys again. Uh, the, the, my number one takeaway from tonight in terms of Ohio State football is they clearly did not have their fastball, right? Like they are an offensive program now, and that's Ryan Day's – that's his thing. That's his bread and butter. And to win that game and and really not – never really be in doubt in, from half, midway through the third quarter and on was very impressive. Um, we're only going to get healthier. Uh, the defense looked great. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I would much rather win – a game where you're tested against a really good team week one, then be like, uh, like, uh, like I, I, I don't want to say Michigan, but like Michigan who played a terrible team and won by 50, mm-hmm. you know, like that doesn't prove anything to anybody or Georgia uh, who played a terrible Oregon team and won one by 50. I mean, Georgia, Holy. Yeah. We're going to probably drop to three. I would imagine. Um, no, we beat the fifth ranked team. We won't drop. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I mean, like, Obviously, Alabama, their non-conference is hilarious every year. I'd much rather be tested and come out on top versus, you know, Oregon last year. Obviously, that sucked. But be tested. We learned a lot about Ohio State today, and we really didn't learn a lot about them because they didn't have their best players. So it'll be interesting. I- I'm I'm happy. The fact that you have a game where you really are never – I was never really stressed. I was only stressed because I had Ohio State minus 17. But, like, there was no stress in that game. It's great to be a Buckeye. This Devere Posey interview is freaking awesome, too. It is awesome. And, you know, I texted you earlier and I said I was going to cut something out from it, which I've never done to myself because I talked a little bit about LeBron and Bronny. But I'm actually going to keep it in and I'm going to double down on it-ish and I'm going to ask you a question here, okay? Okay. So you'll hear in the interview, and I'm just going to kind of clear up what I'm saying. Bronny's going to be great. He's awesome. Want him at Ohio State. I'm a huge LeBron fan. I think a little bit might be let's generate some buzz about Bronny and bring him to college game day, get him out, get him out there. I think it's a great PR marketing move. I think Ohio State, you know, will offer, should offer, and it's going to jumpstart a bunch of offers after that. Great plan, great move. Bronny's great. My question to you is, you know the timeline. So now what? When does Bronny get the offer? And then when do other offers come? And then, like, what's a realistic timeline of a decision? Well, he'll commit in the spring. Uh, I know that for a fact. Um, other stuff I don't want to talk about just because I don't know if it's my place to talk about it on here. Um, after speaking with some dudes today, um, we can we can take that offline. Um, but uh, Joey just texted me that uh, Bronny committed to TBT. He'll, he'll commit in the spring. I think Ohio State has a shot. I don't think they're the favorite. Um, I also sat next to Titus the whole practice. I forgot to mention that which was unbelievably hilarious and fun. Uh, we were like speculating the craziest different scenarios. I'm not going to say anything because I'm sure he'll say it on his show. And I don't want, obviously he, no one, no, like anybody who listens to this show listens to his and like, they're not going to be like, Oh my God, I heard that on drive. Like, no, that's not it. And that, that's not at all. It two funny things. When we came, we, they, the players huddled up after practice and Holman brought over the former guys to talk real quick but they all know me and Danny Homer and Kyle and Jimmy, cause they were all teammates or at least they know me. Um, but it was Titus's first time back in a while. So Holt said, Hey Titus, you know, you're the oldest guy. You want to say something. And Titus said some good things. And he said, and Holt was like, yeah, you know, Titus now he's, he's in media. So you'll see him like, kind of like Joey, but it's his full-time job. <laughs> That's what Holtman said, which was so funny. Um, 
but yeah, it, it was fun sitting next to Titus and, and speculating some, some pretty funny things. One of them, which is spoiler, but whatever he was like, you know, what's going to happen is um, by the time um, Brownie gets to Ohio state, they're going to get rid of like the NCAA violations, blah, 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 whatever. And instead of LeBron going to, um, instead of Brownie being drafted to play with LeBron, LeBron's going to go back to college and play at Ohio State with Bernie. <laughs> so there's, there was a lot of funny things. Um, we also got into a heated argument about, like, records at Ohio State, which was so silly, um, but it was a good time. Like, good time. who has them and who was right about it? Or No, it was like Jimmy – they were doing a drill, and Jimmy Sotos has the record, and I was like, well, Jimmy, you have the record on paper, but, like, they just don't have mine even though I beat that, they don't, they don't have it like on the, on the list that they have in the video room with all the records for shooting drills. For some reason, they just don't put mine on there. Maybe it's because I'm a walk on, whatever it is. They just don't have mine. And Titus is like, well, you think you have the record? Like there are plenty of people who beat that like unofficially, if that's what you're saying. And I was like, no, I'm just saying since Holtman got here, we've been keeping track. And he's like, Oh, so every, so you don't know the history of Ohio state is irrelevant. Like, you know, and I was like, I could not ask Hummer. Like we could not tell if he was serious or not, whatever. Anyway, fast forward, we're walking out and Danny's like, Joe, you're, you are on there and you're second behind Jimmy. I was like, what? It was was very, it was a funny situation, but anyway, let's get to, let's get to Devere Posey. This is an awesome, awesome, awesome interview. He was a little off with his Notre Dame prediction because we recorded it earlier because Joey's going to London and I think it's already Monday in London, but we recorded it last monday so you'll enjoy this this whatever time day. travel yeah whatever day it is it's a day ahead so get up good night mate but you like a small tea join us now on drive the lane former ohio state and nfl wide receiver and cfl legend devere posey welcome to the show hey man thanks for having me on andrew enjoy appreciate it man thank you yeah we're excited to have you 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 weren't so happy or maybe we're happy about being called a cfl legend The thing is, is that it was like one legendary game, but I got a lot of respect for guys that has put in work up there. And, you know, I'm not, I can't hold, like some dudes that have like, you know, 10,000 yards, 12,000 yards. Like I just, no, I, I, you know, I had a good game. (laughs) We we might as well, I guess let's touch on that first. We'll go. It's like, we'll work backwards real quick. Okay. Talk about that game. A lot of a lot of Ohio State fans know about that game. I'm sure a lot of Canadian Football League fans know about that game. But for someone yeah. who did not watch it, does not know it, yeah. talk about that legendary game. Oh, so I mean, honestly, bro, we we had a nine and nine season that year, but um, we had a lot of injuries and a lot of people on that team like went on to get big contracts in the CFL. And there's a former Chicago Bears coach, Mark Tressman. He was our coach. So just being able to like. We just had like a good vibe that year. Um, we were obviously in Toronto. We practiced at like three different facilities that year. Like, honestly, some of the most ghetto stuff you'll ever see, bro, like for a professional team. Uh, and since then, you know, obviously Tannenbaum has purchased the team and the facilities have gone through the roof. But, man, we just had like a year filled with adversity. And so just we got hot at the right time. I got healthy, like, you know, eight season, you know, eight games left in the season and Man, we were able to run the table, man, and beat some good teams. And just on that night, it was my night. You know, I had, you know, I had like uh, Coach Tressman called a play. And, and obviously, like for people who don't know, the CFL field is what, like 125 yards. The end zones are 25 yards deep. So 
um we were on our five and i had like a hundred yard you know touchdown um set the great cup record and you know went on to win mvp and the thing about it is is like without that play i only had 75 yards so <laughs> it was just that play that helped and you know man it's a legendary night my mom was there my wife you know my brother it was just it was a movie man it was a movie you know you're on you're on 97 one the fan now joey actually is too during during yeah. basketball season more, but he was on it a few few weeks yeah. ago. But when, you know, when you're on interviews and when you're talking to people and they're like, yo, DP, what's your what's your favorite highlight, favorite moment? Is that your yeah. go-to answer? No. That game was cold. Are we allowed to can we yes. be yeah, it was cold as shit, man. I'm not gonna lie. It was t- it was I watched the game and I was like, babe, hand me a blanket. Like I got PTSD. Like I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like shooting and watching it. And so for that reason, no, but I will have to go with the Rose Bowl for me, man. It was just, it was just a time in life where you kind of like Ohio State is just like this big monster. And, you know, you really don't, I didn't play much my freshman year. I kind of set me on Heartline and Rubisky and those guys. And it was sort of like my moment to feel like, all right, you know, I feel like I'm a college player. You know, I feel like I actually can do this and, and do well at this game. So I, I would always go with the Rose Bowl and just, how beautiful it was, like, you know, the Pasadena, we were playing against Oregon, like the yellow, the green, the red, the scar- it was just crazy. So I always go with the Rose Bowl. We're bouncing all over the place, but you talk about the Rose Bowl, and I have a take yeah. that a lot of people agree with me on. I don't know, Andrew, if we've even talked about this. What are your thoughts on the national championship game being played as the Rose Bowl every single year? I, I in my, It should be. That is college football. I mean, if you know your college football history, I totally agree with you because, I mean, it's the first, when they say granddaddy of them all, like it's literally the grant, like every bowl game followed the model that the Rose Bowl put in place, like with, uh, you know, the teams doing like a competition event throughout the week, you know, um, the parade, all of the, you know, the hoopla around it, you know, literally every bowl game followed that model. And um, it was the first bowl game where, you know, people got voted in and obviously they, they played, it was just so weird. And then they would vote the national championship after the, like, so no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I think that um, something like that would be really cool. And it would just be a respect to, you know, just show a lot of respect to just, you know, college football history. And I'm, I'm with you, Joey. I like that take. My, my go-to question about the Rose Bowl now, and we asked Urban this, and he answered a very urban, urban-y answer. But I always say, would you rather in today's day, would you rather make the college football playoff and lose – you know, whether it's in yes. the first round or the championship or win the yes. Rose Bowl. And Urban said, you know, he feels like he's going to puke and explode and all this stuff after every loss anyway. So he would definitely pick win yes. the Rose Bowl. But if you were playing now, I, yes. I have a feeling I know what your answer is going to be, but would you rather win the Rose Bowl or, you know, have an opportunity to play for the championship? I feel like it's, it's like sort of one of those things like, it's like a basketball reference here. Like you got to make the tourney, you know what I mean? And and I feel making the CFP every year, it holds a little more weight, but I mean, I got to go with urban, like losing sucks. So, uh, man, I'll say, I would say making a CFP every year instead of, you know, going to the college football or instead of going to Rose Bowl and winning, I would go with going to the CFP. And plus if you're a coach that kind of locks that job in too. So, 
I remember Andrew when we asked him that and, and we could maybe rephrase the question. We then said, okay, like maybe that's a little bit too easy. What about winning a high school state championship or losing in the college football playoff? Which <laughs> I never, I never even sniffed the playoffs in high school. So I, I would probably go with a high school state championship just because like, I never got to go, you know? What about as a coach though? Not as a player, like as a player, like, like uh, I get that, but as a, as a coach, I would, I would still go with CFP. And if it was a, for a player, you know, you get, you get other opportunities to make it back to the CFP. But if I'm coaching, I'm going to the CFP every year. He was, he was so, it was, Urban Meyer, man, that's a that's a that's an interview for a lot of different reasons. We'll go down and drive lane history, but um, <laughs> that uh, when we asked him that, and he was like, "Guys, I'd rather die than lose." We were like, "Okay, next next question." <laughs> I respect it, man. I mean, he has that mentality ingrained. <laughs> so, so you you definitely played at a very interesting time in Ohio State history, and, yeah. and your career specifically touched you know highs definitely touched some lows, but, but player wise, who are some of the guys that you're like, these are the best football players I have ever played with. Like mm. no doubt this guy, man. Oh, these are Buckeyes or just in, well, it can be, it can be NFL guys after, but like starting with when you were at Ohio state, who are the guys that you were like, these are the best guys I played with at Ohio state. So I have this thing that I do like, I have like my favorite Buckeyes and it, and it kind of, and how I categorize it. I don't want to like shift gears, but I categorize it by like just what career I love the most. Like, you know, like, and, and there's some recent Buckeyes that's kind of stole my heart, but I'll probably say in no particular order to me, number one is, you know, the first guy that comes to my name, you know, my mind is Ted Ginn, you know, just because that was my like vision of, I mean, I graduated in 08. He was there in 07, 06. That was like my vision of what a Buckeye receiver looks like, you know, and and um, and then outside that San Antonio Holmes, just because like, you know, they played together and, and Tone Holmes is one of the most underrated Buckeye receivers because he was an absolute dog, man. And he just put in work at Pittsburgh for years. Um, and Braxton Miller is one of my favorite Buckeyes uh just because of his career and the trajectory of it and then we kind of have a special connection because we were both third rounders to houston you know so I, I respect b a lot um then i will go with chris olave i just i love his career just from the moment how it started like i mean dude scored his first tutty on special teams blocking a kick wearing number 17 to just becoming a first round draft pick out of you know um to new orleans and just he really wasn't supposed to be the guy, you know, I don't know if you guys know his recruiting story, but they were out there looking at another kid and like, I mean, this guy just jumps off the screen. Um, and then my last buck guy I would go with is probably, hmm, who's my last favorite buck guy? Uh, Joey Galloway, like, cause a lot of people don't, this dude ran a four one at Ohio State at the combine. Like, I don't know who had the clock that day, <laughs> and I don't, and I know lasers went around, but I mean a four-one, and it translates on film. So, so those are some of my favorite Buckeyes. And then if we were going like NFL, just being around some of the best players I've been around, Andre Johnson, um, JJ Watt, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Von Miller, 
and uh, you know, Demarius Thomas, guys like that, man. And in uh, in his recent Lamar Jackson. So I, I've, I've been blessed to be around some, some pure talent, man, pure talent. What about your favorite basketball player ever at Ohio State? Ohio State? Okay. Yeah. I can give you that. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm gonna go with Jared Sullinger because that's my man. Um, uh, you know, I I just saw his year, like I like I just witnessed his year when he just went absolutely crazy, won Naismith Player of the Year. Uh, we he was in the same draft as me, and then um, number two would probably be Evan Turner, uh, just because I love uh, ETs and. I mean, E.T. lived above us. Our, he lived above us our freshman year. Yeah. And so they made the Hoopers stay in the dorms right. for all four years. Do they still do that? No. Absolute torture. I mean, Dave Lighty was at least two years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave Lighty was a senior just like, man, I hate being in the dorms, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Dave Lighty was a 25-year-old senior too. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, but no, I, I remember E.T. just dribbling around campus, you know, just, you know, this guy wearing glasses, you know, everybody, you know, how Evan talked to your Chicago guy, Joe, you, oh, know, yeah. you know, his voice tone is like, it'll throw you off. Like, whoa, like talk like that. Yeah. And just, just seeing him and just watching his, his, just his blow up, you know, when he hit that, you know, game winner in the big 10 tournament and just having an absolute monster year. So I got to go with those two guys as my two favorite Buckeye Hoopers. Those are, all, those are good answers. They are good answers, but in all seriousness, the real follow-up question should have been, how close are you to not only the team, but the guys on the team and the wide receiver room, which has turned into the greatest room in college athletics, maybe even, yeah. um, obviously led by Heartline. How close are you to the to the squad still? Oh, well, yeah, man, I try to just pop up. We just moved back during the pandemic, and I played, obviously, in Canada last year, but um, me and Harlan have a, a close relationship. I uh, I played with him my freshman year and just been always able to kind of reach out to him when I was in the league for advice and stuff like that. And I'm just so, so proud of his uh, growth as a recruiter and as a coach. Uh, man, he's but he's the right guy to learn from because I mean, I would call, Hey, Harlan, you know, you know, if this guy is just kind of leveraged, I don't have press. All right, man, look, do this, you know, and, you know, and things like that and spending time with him in the off season. So, but, you know, just being able to get around those guys. I mean, I, it's absolutely crazy that two first rounders left and they got better. Like yeah. it's just like insane. And just uh being able to see Marvin Harrison's growth from regular season to the Rose Bowl. It's like what happened there in bowl practice that just made this kid so good. And uh, and obviously JSN, man, I mean, I we're witnessing like uh, like hands down, like and it's crazy to say, like one of the best receivers to ever come to Ohio State, statistics wise. You know, stats wise, I mean, stats wise, and then just ability. I mean, this dude, I don't know if you know, Joey, but like he has like between the legs explosiveness on the hooper. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, I feel like if that trans, like vertical, you know, explosion translates to this, which is separation. And I think that's what makes him so good is that, you know, he can give you a move and, and then, you know, just explode and run after catch. I always tell people he's like, Santana Moss with like Wes Welker's mind. And that's a scary combo. It's a scary uh, combo. How, how long, I mean, one thing that we have talked about recently, just because Ohio State basketball has gotten some incredible recruits lately. Mm -hmm. um, we have a great young, like top assistant coach, Jake Diebler. 
And Brian Harline is doing the exact same thing to an even higher level at Ohio State. How long until, and maybe you know this better than me, does Brian Hartline become a head coach somewhere next or does he become an OC somewhere next? What's what's the trajectory for him and how how quickly will it be? Like, should we be, I know the answer is yes to this, but should we be soaking up the the last few years of Brian Hartline right now? Well, I, my, I hope that Hartline doesn't leave us anytime soon. I hope that he kind of stays and does the, the Venables who, you know, just supported Dabo and then he just waits for the right opportunity. But I don't know when or if he becomes the next Ohio State and here coach, and here's why. I do think it, the next Ohio State coach will be a Buckeye. And there's three guys that come to my mind. It's no particular order. Luke Fickle, Brian Hartline, and I do think there's a chance if the job opens up that Mike Vrabel becomes a potential candidate. And um, I just don't know when that is, but Buckeye fans, you guys, I'll I'll go on the record and say that the next Ohio State coach will be, you know, a, a familiar Buckeye from like the last 20, 25 years for sure. I like I like that prediction. I also like those three names, but I also like Ryan Day. And <laughs> yeah, and that's and that and I'm not and I'm not sure, Ryan. I don't want Ryan to go anywhere. He's he's it's because Ryan Day will be the head coach of the Bears. That's why. Yeah. I mean, I know and I know Day is an NFL guy and things like that, but I Notice Ohio State job is is uh is great, but it's changed since he's been here, right? I mean, like he when he signed the contract, he, they weren't talking about NIL and dealing, you know, and becoming a, essentially a GM, you know. So yeah, that's I know a, that's to wear on you too. That's a great transition to my next question, which I've been saving. So yeah. you know, there's all the NIL stuff. There's the foundation. More stuff happened, you know, mm-hmm. last week with NIL. When you see that, are you like? Are you freaking kidding me? Or are you like good for these dudes? Well, the thing with me, I always just try to like use love, bro. Cause if, sure. if you don't, man, you can, um, you know, it'll, it'll spoil you rotten. So for me, like I, Hey man, I, I love it. And the way I look at my time, I, I always just kind of fancy like, well, damn, we were pioneers then, you know, cause a case really wasn't a case built around, um, you know, tattoos and money. I mean, I mean, I mean obviously we got free tats, but on top of that, I mean, we got in trouble with the NCA for name, image, and likeness um, because we understood how to make money off of our name, image, and likeness. So our case will go down in history along with a few other cases from guys around the country. But I, I think it was sort of like a, a pioneer. Man, um, I mean, I didn't die, but, you know, they tried to martyr, you know, I'm a martyr, I guess, <laughs> so if you will. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I look at it like that. I mean, you know, hats off for the kids. I mean, it took, you know, things like what we went through for people to realize that this is a machine and that, you know, it produces a lot of money and the kids are the main product. And if they can't profit share, or if not, if you're not going to share the profits, well, at least allow them to profit off of this time in their career and in their life. And I love it for them. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's mind blowing, but I know it's kind of tough on like, people who have the older mindset, like, oh, these are amateurs and stuff like that. But hey, I mean, this is the new world we're living in. I The way I look at it, I'm way different than you, obviously, because I mean, your story is well documented. We can talk about it if you want to. And we, can, we don't have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with me, you know, I had t-shirts and stuff like it's so different. But like, yeah. the littlest thing is me having to just give my friends and family, the t-shirts and like it was money out of my family's pocket and 
we didn't yeah. couldn't get it back and you know you look at like homage and all these awesome brands that would have done it in a heartbeat right and it's just like it's there's no harm right though you look back at there's there's no harm that's being done and i'm yeah. the same way as you i'm happy for everybody i feel <laughs> like if i had a little ounce of impact in making it happen then amazing great my kid will have nil hopefully when he is playing in college like it, it's all good um so i'm glad you feel the same way because we could both easily be incredibly salty and come out and be you know the classic old men that are like no nil should not exist they get a free education that's good enough which those people suck and are annoying yeah they are i mean and the thing about it is it's just like you don't understand the pressure. I mean, like I, I kind of mentioned to, you know, us living above the, below the, the hoopers. I mean, like, come on, man, you know, people knew where we lived, you know, it was, it was pressure. It was everywhere around you, you know, and, and the thing about it is it's, it's not, it's not the school. It's the Ohio State fan base and the love that they have for this, this team. And, you know, what people don't realize is, you know, Cleveland has the Browns, Cavs, and, you know, the Guardians. Cincinnati has the Bengals, Reds. And we got the, we're competing with the Blue Jackets. Like, come on. Like, this is a bigger brand. Like, this is the professional team in the city. Um, funny story about that. I I, uh, I was playing in Canada. Mitch Marner would come to our games, Toronto Maple Leaf guy. And uh, he was telling me a story after a game. He said this veteran – was with the Blue Jackets before they got to the Maple Leafs. And, you know, he's buying this girl, you know, you know, drinks at the bar all night, you know, reeling her in. And then uh, in walks an Ohio State walk-on. And this dude is making $3.5 million. He he doesn't even buy the girl a drink. He just snatches her arm and leaves. And, it, and that's the power of Ohio State football. And I'll just say it like that. So. Oh, <laughs> oh. I think I think what's so funny about NIL that I've seen is all these kids who like can't really like act or anything like that that are in these Dr Pepper commercials and stuff like that. I'm like, this is where it'll change in a few years. Like it'll stop. Like Luther Burden at Mizzou. I went to Mizzou, so freshman over there, five star. He's on a bag of chips. And those are flying off the shelves. They can't keep them in the stores because he doesn't have to like act and be like, hey, look at this. Bag of chips. So I yeah. think what what's going to change is is less acting from yeah. the NIL guys. Andrew, I would have died. I would have died to be in a commercial. Oh my god. Yeah, you would <laughs> you would have been you would have been great at it. But like Kyle Young wouldn't have been as good in a commercial as you. I know. What would if you could have one thing? Obviously, yeah. Andrew Andrew didn't go to Ohio State, but he knows the campus. He knows what's around. If you could turn yeah. back the clock and get any. Give me a few options, any yeah. NIL deal in Columbus or beyond, but mostly in Columbus, what would you want? I'll be honest, Joey, we had NIL deals. We just got in trouble for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even trying to, but we did. I mean, bro, I mean, like, I mean, you name it, man. I mean, I'm not going to put anybody on a bus, but bro, it was, it was a good I time. That, I know that. I know that's true. And <laughs> I'm not going to say that we did because it wasn't – it's not the same. Basketball is not the same as football, and it wasn't the same at this point in Ohio State history versus your point. Yeah. But just humor me. Humor okay, me. I'll, I'll give you the time. I wish I understood the power of social media. And that's a good one because, I, man, my, my years were 08 to 12. Like, literally, 
my wife told me to download download Instagram when I was over at her house one day. Like, yo, you, like you, it's only for iPhone users. Like, I was like, word, like, oh, I gotta get rid of this BlackBerry. Nah, I'm not getting rid of this BlackBerry. And so, you know, it's just when you know Instagram was for iPhone users. Uh, a, a freshman on the team told me to download Twitter, and he broke it down like, yo, it's like, it's just like Facebook statuses, but like you just put your status up, and then like it's like a feed, and you're like. Bro, that's not cool. But Chad Johnson understood it. I was always a big, huge, you know, Chad Johnson fan, obviously, because I grew up in Cincinnati. And, you know, I mean, I, I wore 85, you know, anytime I had the opportunity. But I wish I understood the power of social media at that time and really used it. Like, imagine if we were, like, using it before if these brands knew the power. You know, that's what I wish I can, you know, you know, turn the clocks on and, and kind of capitalize on that. So... I only got a few more questions for you because this. Buckeye probably- Donuts. Buckeye yeah. Donuts was the answer. Buckeye Donuts was the answer. For you? For for anybody. I feel like how cool would it be to be fucking the Buckeye Donuts guy? Oh man, yeah, no, I didn't even think about Buckeye. I've never even been there. Really? No, I mean. You're not a sweets guy. No, I'm a Tim Hortons guy. Like I, I I'm a Tim Hortons guy. Yeah, yeah, I like I mean, those. I like. I mean. You're, it's different for you. If I've had, if I have it in Canada, I might change my mind too. But like Buckeye Donuts, man, you gotta have. Are you a peanut butter guy? I love peanut butter, yeah, but I don't know about peanut butter donuts. No, you just gotta have a Buckeye Donut. It's a chocolate, like frosted oh. donut, like the normalest, most normal donut with peanut butter just scooped on top. It's <laughs> phenomenal. Ooh, that's kind of intense, man. In the morning, but yeah, I, I mean, I. <laughs> I, I do not get it at first thing. It's not a first thing in the morning thing. It's like, a, oh, Ohio State basketball is playing at noon against Purdue on the road, and I'm sitting on my couch. Like, I'm going to go pick up 12 donuts for the boys. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on uh, donuts. I, I mean, I unfortunately, <laughs> I can go through – like, you know, I always FaceTime my boys, when I'm, you know, when I'm going through the drive through and I always mute the phone when I order because it's, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yo, give me a second. You know, I'll, just say, I'll call my parents and I'll be like, you know, driving uh, when me and Andrew were doing um, yeah. something this past summer for a basketball tournament. We were I was getting home super late at night and I'd have to drive through wherever was open to get something to eat on the way home. Yeah, and I would call my my mom would always very motherly thing to do call me to make sure I'm staying awake at the wheel, yeah. um, and I'd go through the drive through and her and my dad would be sitting in the living room or whatever talking to me and I'd be like can I get like a McChicken and uh, and and my dad would be like and and you need more <laughs> like all right maybe I should mute these guys yeah, like don't fool shame me yo like yeah come, come on, on man <laughs> I'm hungry and tired yeah I feel it. Do you have a a behind the scenes off the field story from your time at Ohio State that comes to mind? Like something funny that like Terrell Pryor did or something funny that that Tressel said to you guys outside of like a game or anything like that? Man, let me think. I mean, I had a, I had a lot of stories, but I don't know if they're like on camera appropriate, but I have a lot of stories. Um, Who is I would, selfishly, I would love a Jim Trussell story. A Jim Trussell story? Did you ever think about converting to punter to get a little more PT? Uh, no, I, I got a Jim Trussell story. I, um, I mean, I, you know, I had a, a – it was after the Michigan game. I kind of got – a little toasty, you know, you know, before I was supposed to, or allowed to get toasty and I, and I couldn't hold my toast. 
So I kind of uh, passed out and I, and I like, uh, and I fell so hard. Like, and um, I just was like, yo, oh man, I think I ate, might've been food poison or something, you know, whatever coach. Like, and so I go to the hospital and the next day, you know, I had a, a Volkswagen, 1997 Volkswagen Jetta and, um, my cousin, Greg Jones, he was a linebacker at Michigan State. He, like, every break, you know, he would just, like, his roommate was from Columbus, so he would ride back from Lansing, and then he would ride, he would jump in my car, and we would go to Cincinnati. And so, um, Trestle was trying to tell me I had a concussion, and, and this is out of season. This is not, you know, during the season at all. Trying to tell me I had a concussion, and, um, and you know, so he ends up, uh, he drove me home. And, and drop me off at my mom's house. And I'll be honest, like, I never, I never ever let that happen again. Like, it's just like, yo, like, this is so awkward. Just for two hours in a car, because Trussell, like, shifting gears in my Jetta. <laughs> He's like, oh, so food poisoning, huh? Like, yeah, coach, like, hey, like, it's crazy. Like, that man, like, I don't know what happened. And he just, like, looking at me all the time, like, oh, food poisoning. He just dropped me home. And, uh, he walks in my house and just like, you know, I just wanted to make sure the beer got home safely. And I cleaned up my act after that, Joey Andrew. I'm not going to lie. I did. <laughs> I would love to know what was his living room recruiting pitch to you? What sold you? Tress. The thing with Tress, he had like the light touch. Like he word on the street is he kept a, like a file that basically said, you know, Hey, like, you know, the Vera Posey, like, has two brothers, one sister. You know, his aunt's name is this, or his family, this is his family's business, or his, his mom does this. And so he kept, like, a personal profile on everyone. And so he would, like, touch on those things in the house. He complimented my grandmother's fried chicken. Like, this dude, like, he was wearing the vest. And, like, I said, damn, this dude wears the vest, like, every. does he wear it every day? Like, he's <laughs> like, oh, shit, like. He's in my house with the vest on, like, and he's just like, when he speaks, he know how he just knows how to captivate a room and just like, he takes these pauses and like, like he like smacks his lips or he like might put his hand up, like he like, he must have took a body language course. I don't know, but man, he just he takes you over and it's just like, you know, he straight up told me like, yo, you're not leaving the state of Ohio, and I was like, you, you're right. You know, where do I sign? And it was, it was that easy. I committed my junior year. It was, it was an easy sell. Where, where else were you? Uh, if you had to go back and you couldn't go to Ohio State, where else were you considering? I would have went to Oklahoma. Yeah. Boomer. Who was their quarterback? It would have been. I'd have got some Sam Bradford yeah. and some Andrew Jones. Yeah, I'd have got some. Yeah, like I. And Stoops was an Ohio guy. Kevin Sumlin was there, so. I, and I grew up really like, do you guys, ever, have you guys ever saw Malcolm Kelly's freestyle? Yes. Every, bro. everyone. Has. Andrew, you, you know, it. If you don't know it off the top, you'd know it if you saw it. You know it, bro. Like I knew that by heart as a kid <laughs> and, and like uh, Adrian Peterson, Jason White, Malcolm Kelly, like that was just a awesome team. And then um, I was a big Hollis Price fan. Y'all remember Hollis Price? Y'all know you might be too young, but he. Hollis Price. He I can't big, even take that. Hollis Price was like a, he was like a homeless hooper and he like, just like hooped his way out of poverty. And like, he played at Oklahoma and he was there with Andrew Lavender. Andrew Lavender was a guy from here in Columbus. He was like one of, uh, 
they, like it was his team, Brookhaven. Sister played at Ohio State. That yeah. Best players ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Andrew Lavender, man, and Brent and Hollis Price were just teammates. And I and I knew about Andrew Lavender from just growing up in Ohio. And um, and so I just I just fell in love with that. Like, Joe, if you don't know, I bro, I'm a hooper, man. All I'm right. Hooper. Good to know. We'll go to a game this year. Come play on my uh rec team on Thursdays, man. Oh, gee. <laughs> I I love basketball. I haven't played in like six months, but yeah, I would come out of retirement. I can be convinced. Come on, we just look, just set up in a corner. I'll drive and kick. Perfect. I don't, I'll tell you what, I won't play any defense. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. We'll play zone. It's all good. All right, good. All right, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Now, I used to go back in the day, like, and, I, and I'm a, I'm a, like, I used to go to open gym. I got, I got to brag a bit. I used to go to like, who, well, Diebler and the guys would invite me. Yeah. Right. And uh, Jeff Bowles, he was at Ohio State at the time. That's our guy. That's your guy? That's yeah. Oh, yeah. He recruited me at Akron. And so he reached out and was like, hey, man, you should come by. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll come by. I realized the gap between, like, <laughs> being good oh. in high school and, like, like high-level D1. Like, Thank you. Well, let, Andrew, will you clip that and send it to Tyvis, please? Yeah. It's so, a gap, man. So Tyvis thinks – and. Yeah, Andrew has more questions, but like we, as you can tell, we just go wherever the wind takes us. Yeah. Tyvis thinks that Ohio State football can compete with Ohio State basketball in a basketball game. See, here's the thing: like, there's a Hoopers in open gym are better than they are on TV. Like, of course, like, bro, with no pressure. I mean, this dude Diebler was ending games in like four minutes. Like, he's coming down, <laughs> layup. Lighty helps you. Here go lay up. It's just like he's shooting a three. I mean, it's just like it's it's a big gap. It's a huge gap and, and the conditioning level and the pace of play. Like like football players can go and hoop, but like they're gonna come down the court like all right, let me right. But it's just another level of pace. It's a different world. Guys aren't missing open shots. It it what I what I say all the time, and this is maybe just because I I probably just because I played Ohio State and couldn't have played a different college sport. You know, I didn't play another sport in high school. Yeah. If football players wanted if they were as good at both sports, they would choose basketball. For sure. For sure. And, and, so that's what that's what my argument boiled down to. If they were good enough, they would be there. For sure. I, I mean I'm I'm with you on And that's that. no disrespect. I, that's yeah, just no, I, I mean, I, but bro, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to Oakland or Akron. I'm going to Ohio State or Oklahoma, too. Yeah. So, right. So like, exactly. No, that's yeah, the, yeah. that's the exact, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree with you. But, man, I'm a big Silly Tyvis. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, he said they would keep it within 15 points, which I still think is ridiculous. But. No. In a full game, like the 20 yeah, minutes. They, they play a full game. They, no. He's like Dewan Jones versus Zed Key. I'm like, dude, Dewan Jones cannot play 15 minutes in a 40 minute game. No, I mean, exactly. not playing like real defense, denying right. the ball, like you know, getting through screens, you know, having help side, you know, being able to see the ball. In the, no, it's no way. Start a pick and roll, Dewan Jones. Put him in that all day long. He's in a blunder. All right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Here, you're all Javier, you got a good head on your shoulders, unlike Tyvis. No, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. In all, I love in all seriousness, though, my last question, going to give you a chance to, you know, 
predict the future here. So this episode is going to air after the Notre Dame game. So what is your score prediction and maybe like a stat or two? Well, the spread is 17.5. Um, and I'll get, I think, I think we cover. I think we cover. I think we cover. I think, okay. I think we get a little late. Um, I think there will be a special teams return touchdown that'll help us. Um, and I do think this defensive line is ready to stop the run. We're on the street is Notre Dame. They've been watching film. And if you look at the Minnesota game, Oregon game, um, Utah game, any game that we had that was tight or that we lost, yeah. the formula to beat Ohio State supposedly is run the ball 25 times, control the clock, you know, obviously win the time possession. I think Notre Dame will try that approach and and word on the street, you know, based off of Holly Rose, my own eyes is this D lineman had this D lineman group has just been leading the charge with energy every day. Um, Larry Johnson is rejuvenated as a coach with this group um, and under Jim Knowles' scheme and just being able to see this group uh, stop the run. I do think there will be a lot of pressure on the linebackers, not calling them out, but I mean, um, that's a position that I want to see take, take a leap this year and be like, okay, like this is, um, this is what we are used Basketball to seeing. Football. This is what we're used to seeing in the, yeah. in that, right there in that area with that position group, you know, with, you know, guys like Darian Lee, Carpenter Hawk, you know, Rayquan McMillan, you know, we're, we're, you know, Ryan Shazier, like I want one of those guys to have one of those years, you know, because that will make a difference in this team. And, and I think our defensive back room was like just made a leap. And I think those guys will be really good too. So. Um, all right. Before we get to the next question, do you want to give us a score prediction and a player of the game just to full on predict the future mode right now. I'm I'm not good with score predictions, but I guess I'll I'll throw one out there. Let's see if we can go. You got to get clever because 17 and a half is kind of a weird. Yeah. I'll go go 37, uh, 19. Okay. I love that. Yeah, I love that. How do you even get to thir- how do you even get to thirty seven? Uh, we're gonna have a bunch of field goals. We're gonna have we're gonna have some field goals. They'll stop us a bit, but I, I'll but you know I got to get that point half. It'll be around there. Yeah, yeah. But we but right. we, we covered. We did cover. Do you, do you, what about a player of the game? Is it is it as simple as uh, CJ Stroud? Are you gonna give us something fun? What's who play give player of the game? Um, this is going to be so silly if you're just so wrong too. We won't hold you. We won't do it. If we return a kick, if we return a kick, and uh, obviously they're going to have number eleven circled. Um, I think Emeka Buka could be a potential surprise, you know, player of the game. You know, um, I'm really uh, looking forward to see what he can do in the return game. If you guys remember the Rose Bowl, I mean, or I mean, Utah almost beat us, man. I mean, I was I was nervous in that game, but. Before that last drive, Emeka Abuka had a 40-yard, 42-yard return that got us home. You know, I think Henderson had a pitch. We had one pass, kicked the field goal. Noah Ruggles, who never struggles, kicked it right in. Oh, that's and, so good. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and, and that's how we won, guys. <laughs> how have we not said that? <laughs> Noah Ruggles who never struggles. Devere, my my season-long prediction is Trevion Henderson throws a touchdown this year. I like that. It's Trevion at the Heisman finalist award. I want to ask you guys. He better be because hold, on, hold on. Don't ask that question yet. Joey. Let's wrap this up and then he can ask. Well, first, before, okay, save that. Save okay. that. I do want another question. Hey, the, uh, this is easy, but like, yeah. I want to know. I'm sure you're going to say Ohio State is in the college football playoff, but did they lose a game when before they got there? And will they win the national championship? No. So we were, I was talking about this on my show. Somebody had Utah. Utah. Yeah, Howard. Well, no, Utah State making the playoffs and here's and here's how it happened that means alabama loses to utah state i think alabama but that might not be their only loss but i'm saying that to say i think alabama takes a dive i think we run the table and we go into the cfp at one i think north carolina state beats clemson again beats miami this quarterback leary is going to sneak into the first round he's going to be a first or second round pick I think he'll go late to a good team like Pickett did this year. But I think Leary sneaks into the first round. And for him to sneak into the first round, this kid has to have a year like that. I think, and just with the ACC being kind of down, I think NC State might sneak in. That's my dark horse. I think Utah sneaks in, and we only have one SEC team. Wow. And it's Georgia then, not Alabama, or it's still Alabama. Uh well, I may, still Alabama. You know, Alabama's going to get that one loss. Love. So you think it's going to be a Utah-Utah State? <laughs> no, no, no. I just mentioned Utah State to say that oh. I think Alabama could potentially lose one. But there was a guy who based a, they put a, a $1,000 bet that Utah, like Utah State would win a natty. Like he did it like last oh. week. So your four, your four is Ohio State, one, Bama, Utah, and NC State? <laughs> And, and and it's and it's I'm that's my dark horse. I like that's it. My dark horse. I wouldn't go to the grave, but I, I think you know maybe a Georgia or something like that. They might have two, you know, SEC teams if if not them. But God, if he has the year that he has, and and I base it off of like pro potential, right? Like like you have to have a good year to become like you know to sneak into these rounds. Yeah. And I'm like I'm looking at draft grades. I'm like, man, who is this kid? And, and then you look and say like. Well, they got a lot of returning starters. They got a lot of returning receivers. The ACC is kind of weak. Um, if they get Miami, I'm not really a big believer in crystal ball in Miami at UM. I, I don't know why. I just – I don't think UM football is back. I don't get that feeling. Because um, they're, they're another UM. That's probably why. Exactly, right? And so – and then I just feel like Clemson is on a downward trend. I see them might maybe escaping out of uh, the, the ACC, but hey, I'll, I'll die on that sword. All right, we're gonna wrap this up, and we told you to save the question because the way we end every interview, sponsored by our great friends at Brain Fuel, um, yep. which Devere will make sure you get some Brain Fuel. Um, which, um, the way we end every show, and we know you're a devout Drive the Lane podcast listener, but we'll explain it for anybody who's listening for the first time. The way we end every show is we turn the tables on you. It's now your show. It's okay. Drive the DeVere Posey. And um, it's your show to ask us any questions you've been dying to ask us. Okay. Um, let me see. 
football, basketball, life. We've been asked how soon until we have kids. We've been, every we've been asked everything. Okay. So, this. All right. Two questions. And this, I'm going to give you, these are easy. Uh, does Holtman make it to the Sweet 16 this year? Is this the team? Is this the year to do it? And if we can get Bronny in this next recruiting class, yes, yes. Does, this, does this class become the best class since Greg Oden, Mike Conley, Daquan Cook, Dave Lighty? Um, Andrew, you want to take that one or you want me, you want me to go? No, you can take a stab at it. Okay. Um, first off, the reason why I think that this could be the year that they make the Sweet 16 is because this is the year that we know jack shit about the team. You know what I mean? Like, we just know we return like 12% of our scoring and like all these guys are new guys or freshmen or transfers. Like, we know nothing. So, therefore, last year we thought they were going to make the Sweet 16 and when we knew everybody, now we know nobody. So, they'll make the Sweet 16. Okay. So, um, uh, this is the year. I say it every year, but this is the actual year. Um, they make the Sweet 16. And that's a great question about Brownie. Um, there's, I was a part of a top 10 class, which is hilarious to say, because everybody transferred before my junior year. Um, there was a class that had four top 30 or three top 30 players um, after I graduated. Um, <laughs> there's been some really good classes strictly rankings wise, but of course, if, if it's Bronnie James and Devin Royal and Scotty Middleton, like, that's a formidable class. And like the dudes that like Austin parks or his last name's parks. I think it's Austin. Like that dude's a mountain of a man, like huge guy from Ohio. So do I think they'll be the highest, it's not even fair to compare them to Greg Oden, Mike Conley, Daquan. Like that is the best recruiting class in the history of college athletics. Like yeah, it's not fair. I say, will they be the best class since then? Yeah, I know. I know. It's just like, yeah. will they be the best Sure. I mean, like anyone, like give me Bronny. I'm so all aboard the Bronny train and I'm an MJ guy till I die, which Andrew's a LeBron guy. Yeah. So like, but I, I, I will fake it till I make it around LeBron to get Bronny to, to Ohio state. I think that that changes. I think that that packs the stadium every single night. If Ohio state basketball is already on the map because Holman's done a great job, but mm -hmm. like it's, it'll be great for that season, future seasons, I don't think he'll he'll be a one and done unless he like is unless LeBron is like guaranteeing a first round pick right for whatever team he's on, yeah. like it just sets up Ohio State basketball for years. Like we officially become the LeBron school then. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. then I would put all my eggs in that basket if I was Ohio State. So I, I mean, too. he would make he would make more money than I'll make in my lifetime his freshman year at Ohio State. Bro, that's I said. Don't go to Lithuania and make 800k or play in the G League and make it. Bro, you will make so much money if you come here, bro. And you'll be a legend. You will be a let like you know. I don't know, but not to the same level that you know. You could be making zero dollars, and you're a legend at Ohio State if you're an athlete. I mean, like he builds his own legacy here. Like, like this is just like your dad didn't come. You have a chance to build your own legacy. Will. Forget those 23 fake LeBron jerseys. It'll only be zero Bronny jerseys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 100 percent I'm so with you. I got two, I got two Bronny theories that I just thought of. Oh, I love it. Give the me the first one, and I love LeBron. The first one is maybe Bronny 
hey, obviously he's unbelievable, but maybe he's not like that good. Like he wouldn't be a typical yeah. Oregon, Duke, Ohio State, Kentucky-esque player. So yeah. let's let's he's leak incredible. a little. Like you watched him play. He's incredible. Yeah, he's incredible. But the the experts who do this for a living don't think he's as incredible as people had once thought. A top 40 player in the country is incredible? Well, everyone thought he was going to be like number five because he's LeBron's kid. Let me finish what I'm saying. My theory, my theory is he's he's going to listen to this, Andrew. He also he also doesn't have all the all and I love LeBron. He doesn't he also doesn't have all the all the offers. Yes, if he comes to visit Ohio State, if he goes to visit Oregon, they're going to offer. But I think a little bit is like, hey, you know, Ohio State is going to offer you. Okay, you're. LeBron's son, if he gets that Ohio State offer, then other teams are going to be like, oh, well, what does Holtman see? What does Ohio State see? So he might be using Ohio State a little bit for leverage. And then my my second theory is, is it so ridiculous to think that Bronny would go to Akron? How cool would that be? He's not going to Akron. I don't know. I mean, I I don't. I mean, the first one, the first one's more of a real theory. The second one is kind of just funny. Like, think it'd be cool. Like, I can't believe that somehow he didn't play at St. Vincent St. Mary's. Like, that would have been, and that and that's what I believe. I like, Bronny. You were born in Ohio. Yes. You, you owe Ohio. Finish like, what you started, Bronny. You owe Ohio. Like, like, forget your dad. I'm not. Like, I'm not talking about. Let's just cut off the last name. I, you're some kid named LeBron. Where were you born? <laughs> cut playing? off the. Cut oh. off the first name. Cut off the first name and say you're a kid with the last name James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mr. James. Hey, you are from Ohio. You were born here. You owe us. And then even on top of that, it's like, okay, now let's go back to your family pedigree. Like, LeBron grew up on a team that won a champ, a state championship as a freshman, like his boy, Sheon Cotton, Drew Joyce, you know, Romeo Travis, like, that's why, like, people don't know, like, that's what Bron like, longs for. Like, when he was in Cleveland, that's why he went to Miami. He wants to be on a team. Like, he believes in, like, the, like, in the, in the thing about LeBron that I always say is, he's not the best, like, number one overall player. But in the name of Dr. James Naismith, who made the game with, uh, you know, peach tree baskets and you only allowed to dribble when they were passing it, like it was a team game. LeBron is the best teammate of all time. He's the best teammate of all time because guys come and they just get better. And he believes in, I mean, he has some of the best court vision, like just hands down, just a team player, I believe. And I think we get mad and we we all want him to be more selfish and we want him to be like Jordan. Joey, I'm pretty sure you're like that. Or and the Kobe fans are like, be like Kobe. But it's like, bro, like, like it's a team game. So I think what Ron is saying, like, hey, boy, hey, you need to go be on a good team for college. You know what I mean? Like, this is a good recruiting yeah. class. Like, go be a part of a team. Go win a national championship. Buckeyes. Buckeyes. The Buckeyes. Come I, join I'm, the I'm team. with you. I'm with you. But I also think there. LeBron LeBron is crazy, 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 crazy smart. And he's smart enough yeah. to be like, let's use Ohio State as, as some leverage here. I think Bronny's great. I think LeBron is the GOAT. So that's my stance. Like, I think Bronny's going to be a good player. But I do also think, Le, like, LeBron is a smart enough marketer to where if it's mm-hmm. the best market for Bronny, 
he's going to suggest he go there. But then also, if it's a good way to generate buzz, he's going to make sure that happens. Yeah. And as a LeBron stan, I can also point out some funny things about it. Like, it'll be pretty funny if Bronny's at the Notre Dame game and all the cameras are on LeBron. Like, that would be very, like, he's like... That's how it works. Right, but he's like, he could just not go and Bronny could just go. But of course, LeBron's going to go. I think LeBron, well, there's better chance. LeBron's going regardless. Maybe he'll bring his son. LeBron's yeah. going regardless. <laughs> he's going regardless. I mean, he's, I mean, he loves the Bucks, man. So I, I don't see in a world why where this doesn't happen. You know, I just don't. I love I just it. Don't I don't. Where I love it. All right. So thanks this, for having me, guys. This has been awesome. Wow. We, I mean, this exceeded expectations. I hope it exceeded your expectations. <laughs> um, oh, man. We, we would love to have you back on the show. Joey's in Columbus, so I'm sure you guys will link up at some point with 97.1, the fan stuff, maybe some pregame game days. But if I'm ever in Columbus, we're all getting together. Joey, bring me on for some hoops, man. I love to talk hoops, bro. Let's do it. Yes. If it was, it was up to, if it was up to me, it would be you, me, and Tyvis all day long, and Timmy Hall. That's my guy. But yeah, we'll we got to figure something that out for sure. Makes Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We hope you enjoyed that interview. Hopefully, you see more of the offense that you're used to seeing this weekend. Ohio State against Arkansas State. We didn't even really do a preview. Let's just hope and assume that goes. All according to plan. Shout out to our guy, Tyvis. BTM tailgate. Make sure you watch. Yep, yep. Tyvis is the man. We love Tyvis. He's everywhere now. You'll see him everywhere. Shout out Brain Fuel. Shout out Denny. Intro, outro. Check out his new song, Situation. He's great. Here's the situation. He's great. Um, Bronny is going to be on Ohio State in, in a few years. Uh, Congra congratulations to LeBron, to LeBron James Jr. on committing to Ohio State. I actually think and, – and Twitter is different from TV. There wasn't really any LeBron stuff on TV for whatever reason. Twitter was all over it, but TV, and they're normally all over that stuff. They were just showing the the former Buckeyes. Amazing that they wanted to keep it on the game and not on. They, they Chris Fowler did call LeBron the the biggest the biggest celebrity fan of Ohio State, which that's true. Shout out Jack Harlow. Yeah, Jack Harlow. That what a weekend. <laughs> I think it was funny. People who hate on it, like you're a loser. Oh, how can we not talk about this? Real quick, real quick, real quick, quickest ever. 12-team college football playoff, I'm all for it. Yeah, great. I don't yeah, care. More, more home games. That's After a day like today, more football. As long as, as long as the teams get to play home games, that'd be so fun. Yep. All right. All right. Is, Joey, enjoy London. Thanks. And on your flight, make sure you buckle up and drive the lane. Go Buckeyes, baby. Every day is the same ish. Lazy, my grind needs to.
busting through the pavement. Rock with it and lean with it. My team win it. My team win it. Now rock with it and lean with it. My team turned up when I spit it. Now rock with it and lean with it. My team win it. My team win it. Now rock with it and lean with it. My team turned up when I spit it. Don't think that I'm playing because I'm saving the game and I said that I will be more because of She only calls you uncle. 